Welcome to the 331st episode of the Reading and Writing Podcast. Stay tuned for my interview with Megan Allen, author of the novels The Meat Hunter and The Slave Players. Stay tuned for the interview. If you're new to audiobooks, they're the perfect way to get more books into your busy life. Listen to audiobooks during your commute, while doing chores, walking the dog, or just relaxing at home. All you need is a smartphone and the free Libro.fm app. If you already love audiobooks and don't know what to listen to next, check out recommendations and curated lists from people who know audiobooks best, your local bookseller. Reading and Writing Podcast Special Offer, get two audiobooks for the price of one with your first month of membership with code RWPODCAST. That's code RWPODCAST for two audiobooks for the price of one for your first month of membership at Libro.fm. Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Megan Allen. Megan's latest novel is The Meat Hunter. Megan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. Sure. If someone listening hasn't heard about The Meat Hunter yet, how would you describe your new novel? Mm, um, so it's a thriller, but I like to call it a thriller with a social conscience because it focuses heavily not only on entertaining and fulfilling that kind of suspenseful and unnerving aspect of thrillers that we all crave and expect, but also on peering inside the American meat industry. And uh, my protagonist is a young woman who was raised on a farm. And she watched her father casually executing pigs for the whole of her childhood, ones that she considered close friends. So as an adult, she's in the business of animal pharmaceuticals, and she's out for vengeance against those who she considers to be the cruelest members of the meat industry. And um, she's incredibly cunning and sexy, but also kind uh, in in the moments when she's not shooting someone in the stomach. (laughs) um, It's received really wonderful reviews so far from places like Kirkus and Publishers Daily and Goodreads readers. Um, I feel like I need my dad on the phone for moments like this because I've always felt a little awkward boasting about my books. But if he were here, he'd tell you that it's actually the best book ever written in all of human history. And he's a pretty smart guy. (laughs) So do you remember the original idea that led you to write The Meat Hunter? Um, I think it's kind of just uh, something that's been stirring in me for quite some time. Uh, My dad raised me to treat living beings kindly. And uh, we used to travel through states like Montana and Wyoming when I was a child so I could photograph wildlife. And I became pretty in tune with the natural world and developed a great respect for animals in general. Uh, which I actually think is quite intrinsic in us all. I mean, you hand a five-year-old a bunny and he's going to pet and love that bunny. He's not going to ask his mom for a knife, right? Um, And I think that animal cruelty is the only part of ordinary everyday life I can think of that we stubbornly refuse to examine because it's simply too painful. And it's a lot easier to pretend that it's not happening. So do you have plans to write any more socially conscious thrillers? I hope so. Yeah, I don't. Um, I'm, I'm currently taking a little bit of a break because I just got done with with this one. So but yeah, I think it's definitely that's that's the subject that I gravitate towards. Certainly. Sure. Do you do you have your next novel planned yet or are you have you started thinking about what you want to write next? I have thought about it. I don't have anything specifically in the works. Um, it's possible that there will be a sequel to this one that I've just written. 
So um, yeah, I've been considering that. So what are your earliest memories of reading and books? Oh gosh. Um, I think that my first series that I really fell in love with was a series of unfortunate events. Have you heard of that one? Yes, I have. Yeah. Um, I think that surprisingly, I don't, I don't really gravitate towards thrillers or horror novels now, but when I was younger, I think I did much more so. And I've always loved Stephen King, The Shining. Um, Steinbeck is probably my all-time favorite author. He had this way of injecting beauty into mundane life. And then I've also just been really inspired by other people outside of the literary world, like Philip Woolen, who's an animal rights activist and a phenomenal speaker, um, Peter Singer, philosopher and utilitarian, uh, people like Sam Harris. They've really been my inspirations in, in writing. Sure. And what was the path of publication like for you for your first novel that was published? Had you always wanted to write fiction? Yes. Yeah, I have. Um, I actually got my master's in creative writing at the University of Edinburgh in Scotland. So I've always been geared toward writing fiction. And um, the process actually went surprisingly smoothly. I know that often people have a lot of difficulty. And I think that there's so much luck involved that has to be acknowledged in terms of publishing a work. But I, I secured an agent relatively quickly after writing query letters. And then um, she pitched the novel to different various publishing houses. And I got a couple of offers, actually, and then ended up going with Burnhouse Publishing. And um, then an editor got a hold of my work and tore into it. And that was painful. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it ended, up, it ended up going really well. And I was, I was super happy with how it worked out. So you mentioned getting a creative writing degree. What was that experience like in that program? Uh, that program was actually, I think that um, I was there mainly to travel <laughs> because I had never actually been to Europe prior to that. So it was such an exciting and magical experience just being over there. And um, I, I did enjoy the course and, and got some something out of it, certainly. But I also enjoyed the moments when I wasn't working and I was just inspired by the beautiful terrain of Scotland and I was able to go to Italy for the first time. And so it really widened my horizon. Uh, probably more so outside of class than inside class. So what was the writing process like for you for the, for the meat hunter? Did you outline the novel or write more organically? I never use outlines. I know that they're really helpful for some people, but my mind just doesn't really work like that. And I feel like when I, in the times that I've been required from a professor or something by a professor to outline I felt a bit confined and unable to be flexible in my thoughts. So uh, I tend to just write organically, as you said, and, and go chapter to chapter and just let my mind take me and lead me. <laughs> Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And so what did you find most challenging, if anything, about riding the Mead Hunter? I guess I'd say just the graphic and um, disturbing imagery in the dark places that I went to uh, while writing it. I think throughout my life as a creative writer, I've been taught to show, not tell. And I've kind of intuitively understood that um, creating a fictional world that comes alive and that guides a reader into dark pockets of the mind where they're forced um, or maybe inspired is a better word to reflect on how they feel is immeasurably better than telling them how to feel. So I try to paint a picture and I try to never stray too far from the truth. And sometimes that means painting a gruesome image. And with this work in particular, um, because one of my intentions is to expose parts of an industry we'd really prefer be kept hidden and unknown I try to really show the reader the truth. And I think it's important that we're made uncomfortable sometimes uh, because it's really our own actions and our, our dollar that's creating a situation that makes us so uncomfortable and mad and sickened. Um, and so we need to face that. And, you know, I always say it's easy to go to the supermarket and pick out a big turkey for Thanksgiving. But if you were sent to the barn with a hatchet instead, there wouldn't be a turkey on the table that year for most of us, at least. <laughs> um that's undeniably the case. So yeah, it was it was difficult to go to those places. But um, it was it's actually something that I think about on my own anyway. So what writing advice would you offer for listeners who are writing their own stories and novels? Gosh, um, that's a good question. I guess I would say, uh, try not to overcomplicate. Um, one of the basic instructions I, I try to give to people is try not to overcomplicate it, complicate your thoughts or sentences. Um, use beautiful diction and beautiful language, but make sure that what you're saying makes sense. I feel like oftentimes young writers, myself in particular, when I was younger, uh, try to kind of make sentences extravagant and um, they kind of lose track of grounding your story in reality, you know, and, and making sure that a sentence makes perfect sense and not just appears like beautiful. And how much uh, revising and editing do you do um, yourself when you're writing before you send it to your editor? I'm actually quite meticulous as I'm writing. I, I edit as I go along and I, I try to make sure that I'm happy with the chapter before moving to the next. Once in a while, I'll get stuck on something and make a note that I have to come back. But typically, um, I'm not happy in, in moving on until I've kind of gone through and made sure that each paragraph I'm working on is, is finished. But then, of course, I come back later and say, like, what was I thinking to certain paragraphs? And, um, you know, my agent will be like, what the hell is this? And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, I, I thought that was perfect at the time. But now upon reflection, it's not so perfect. So a lot of the editing, of course, happens after I finish the work and, and go back through it a second time. Sure. So what novels or nonfiction books have you read recently that you enjoyed and that you would recommend? 
Oh gosh. Um, I've been reading a lot of Sam Harris lately. I don't know if you know him. He's a neuroscientist and just like an exceptional thinker. And, um, he has written a book a pretty long time ago, but that I've just encountered recently about lying. And, uh, it kind of delves into the fact that we in our society lie so frequently about little things, big things, just to protect ourselves and others and how it's actually much more rewarding in relationships. If you are honest and you do offer full disclosure, and that's really difficult for someone like me, especially I think, um, as a woman who constantly taught to kind of flatter people or, laugh at people's jokes that to, to be brutally honest is difficult. Uh, so yeah, that's an interesting read. I don't know. Have you ever, have you read Sam Harris's work at all? Um, I've listened, I've listened to his podcasts. Um, yeah. what, what that reminded me of was, um, and now I'm, of course I'm not going to remember the, um, the name of the author. Um, I think his last name is Jacobs who did this. Uh, he, he does these various, um, uh, nonfiction books, like he read the entire Encyclopedia Britannica and wrote a book about it, and then he and then he and then he uh, spent a year living biblically, and he wrote a book about it, um, where like he didn't cut his beard for a long time. And the reason I'm mentioning this is he wrote uh, he wrote an an essay or article for um, a magazine. I can't remember which magazine it was, and. Um, in this article, he had gone and interviewed a psychology professor, and I can't remember what college he was at, who had embraced radical honesty um, to to like a degree that was just, um, I thought, kind of off the charts, where if he was sitting with someone and he got bored, the guy would say, I'm finding you boring, and would like get up and leave the table. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah I, I, I felt like it, it bordered in, in uh, almost cruelty. But it was it was an interesting and funny article. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, that level of honesty definitely is just unkind, you know. If yeah, you yeah, exactly. And you just express complete disgust. <laughs> <laughs> that's really interesting, though. I love reading those kind of perspectives. But I, I think that could I think that could be like uh, some good ideas for for uh, some short stories or a novel. <laughs> yeah, definitely, I find it really interesting when people are that dedicated to their work that they go and actually live and experience what they're writing about. Um, yeah, because I yeah I don't have that level of sacrifice in me. <laughs> yeah. So, what else have you read lately that you enjoyed? Uh, gosh, I've been I, honestly because of this time of self isolation, I've been really into Netflix recently. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm kind of binging on. I just I just finished Handmaid's Tale, and I just feel like I now want to read the novel because it's based upon one. It's just so harrowing and relentlessly dark. Have you have you watched that one yet? Yeah, I have. I've watched the first season. I haven't. I haven't watched the rest. Oh gosh, yeah. It's almost it's almost too too close to home and real at a time like this in our society. You know. Yeah, I agree. Well, where can people find you online if they'd like to learn more about you and your novels? So I have a website. It's MissMeganAllen.com. That's M-I-S-S, MeganAllen.com. And I also have an Instagram. And uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not too hard to find. I'm out there. Great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Megan Allen. Megan's latest novel is The Meat Hunter. The novel is available now, so go buy a copy. And Megan, thanks for doing this interview. Thank you so much. It was so lovely to speak to you. Sit
sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.